to In The Interim Podcast. I am your host, Amelia, and I am joined by Carmen and Layla. Hi again. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> friends. Well, let's just, let's just go right in and talk about my eventful week. Um, like the fact that I forgot about two uni assignments. <laughs> That's a great um, start. And, you know... After coming to that realization and knowing that I have to do them, I realized that I'm on I'm on very thin ice with myself. <laughs> and if I could if I could detach myself from myself, God, I would <laughs> happily do so. After being a student for how many years now? It's amazing that I you don't still know. forget. You have assignments due. It's a blessing. It's beautiful. I'm I'm very surprised that you have made it through so far based on the way you do what you do. Like, just, <laughs> I don't know, just looking at how you do your assignments. Like, yeah, there's, like, literally two, two types of students. And, like, I'm not a good student, but, like, witnessing Amelia, I feel like such a studious uni student. Look, they get it's done. It's not making me feel better. Eventually. And you do well, too. And you which is like I'm just like how the fuck that's the annoying thing I think is the fact that although there's no notice (laughs) and last minute submissions and whatever the case may be she's Amelia still pulls through with good marks it's actually God has blessed you God has (laughs) blessed you and I don't know why I don't know why you deserve to have that outcome in life but it's just the way it is I guess look I just have my crystals and my chakras aligned and, <laughs> and I um my voodoo dolls are just really keeping me going these days. Oh <laughs> as Amelia's voodoo doll, please punish it. Just please punish it. She'd like to be punished, wouldn't she? <laughs> I mean No comment. Okay, oh. cool. That's what I thought. So what are we speaking about today? Obviously, we're not going to speak about uni because we don't want to traumatise our audience any more than they must already be. This week, we're going to talk about mental health because it is Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and we just thought we'd do a bit of a deep dive into the interim stages of understanding, acknowledging and learning about mental health. So maybe we should give some context um, as to what Mental Health Month is. So obviously, as Amelia said, it's something that's recognised across Australia. But October is Mental Health Awareness Month and it's an annual event to reduce stigma surrounding mental health and promote positive wellbeing in society. (laughs) Um, And each year there's a theme, right? So this year's theme is actually called Tuning In or Tune In. And basically the idea behind tuning in is meaning um, that all of us should try and be present um, and allow ourselves as individuals to build upon our own self-awareness. And so I think through this podcast, we can definitely delve into that and all our little timelines of coming to a realisation that mental health is important and mental health is something that we should all hold in high regard within our individual lives. So, so. Who wants to go first? <laughs> this is like therapy without having to go to therapy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fine. I'll start. Guys, don't jump <laughs> to anything. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. That's what we learned to hear. 
you know, we all come to that realization where you're like, oh, I think I need a little bit of help because I can't help myself anymore. Let me let me rewind it back to, I would say, maybe last year, where it kind of felt my my mood swings felt more consistent. It wasn't so much. <laughs> It wasn't so much like a, oh, like I'll be good for a solid amount of time. And then I would feel like a little bit down, but then, you know, I'll get myself out of it. This started to become like a, oh, I, I feel down. I still feel down. Why do I not feel anybody yet? You know? Mm. Um, and that took some time to like acknowledge because... Mm. I refuse to kind of believe in the sense of, oh, I think this is going on for a certain reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just didn't want to come to terms with that yet, maybe. Um, But I think like once, you know, eventually got there, came to terms with whatever was happening. um, And it's just been like a process of, you know, reflecting um just and growing having... and understanding I guess exactly yeah like mm. I think when you go through that experience kind of like the first time you're a lot more mindful the second time around that it happens um yeah. you know sometimes you may not know what triggers it and that can be a little bit anxiety inducing um mm. but I think you're like you just gain a bit more of – you go into it knowing yourself a bit more, if that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so. And I think what you – yeah, definitely on the same lines of that is that the second time you experience that same incident and those same feelings, I think you are less hard on yourself for them. I think yes. initially a lot of the time is that when you're confronted with these problems or thoughts or ruminations, you get down on yourself because you ask yourself, like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. Like, why do I feel like exactly. this? Exactly. The more mm. that you can appreciate that mental health as a whole is something that affects everyone. Like look at the statistics, like it affects everyone and mm-hmm. you're not so hard on yourself, the easier easier it is for you to bounce back and get back on track. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah just be compassionate towards to yourself. Is... With openly being able to talk about mental health, right? Mm. Um, mm. Definitely so. I feel like my experience, I wasn't really open about it and like even if I was going through something I didn't really see it as a problem because I was like because I feel like I kind of correlated like having mental like addressing my own mental health as in I kind of dismissed it in a sense where I was like obviously I don't have any problems because I don't have any severe mental health issue like illnesses mm. um so yeah. I kind of didn't think of it as a problem because I was like oh like I don't think I have depression or anxiety or anything like that. So mm. it's just the ability to be able to like openly discuss about discuss it with the people around you and kind of acknowledge that just because you don't have a mental health, like mental illness, you can still like work have, on your mental health. Like, yeah. 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 It's making it normal, normalizing the conversation and removing the, t- the taboo around it as well. It's like, such an important part to breaking down that whole stigma. Um, 
because I know for us, like we all come from ethnic households and our parents are quite forward, but just from like cultural expectations from that perspective as well, like it's not something that's discussed. No, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing and that's part of being being millennials or, you know, the younger generation, like we have to teach our parents and um, help them to understand that it's okay to talk about these things, which is important. Yeah. Um, I think for me, my experience with mental health has been, as the girls have said, like it's about I've struggled with talking about it definitely so and as Amelia said, definitely um, um, normalising that it's okay and it's okay to have periods where you're not doing so well. I think for mm-hmm. me um, my problem with mental health is that a lot of the time people in my family and in general see me as a very um, organised, studious, responsive person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel like that I have to fulfil that I have to fulfill that image at all times. Yeah. Therefore I do not allow myself to wallow in my emotions and my feelings. Mm. And that's not good. That is actually really bad. That's unhealthy. <laughs> Very unhealthy. <laughs> because I'm not taking time out to look after myself. Mm. Yeah. And I think that comes with the kind of person you are as well, because you're a very caring person and you have yeah. to help others before yourself. A lot of yeah. the times, like we can see it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think so I'm very that's... comfortable speaking with you guys, and I always, I'm very honest with you guys because I know that you always have my best interest in heart, interest at heart. But in other circumstances and the other friend groups, I'm the first person to withdraw what I'm feeling and what I have to say if someone's coming mm. to me with that their issues and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, it my experience over the years is being able to acknowledge that I'm not feeling great, and then just setting time out to prioritize myself first and do what mm. I need to do to bounce back and get back on track so how do you feel <laughs> yeah how do you feel your journey to setting boundaries for yourself has been going for you <laughs> I mean setting boundaries. silence for, <laughs> remember the silence for Layla's boundaries that are yet to be established <laughs> I know that I struggle with this and I think we spoke about it in one of our podcasts. As Carmen said, I'm a very loving and caring person and I think that's my favourite quality about myself. But mm. at the same time, it is my fatal flaw because I care about other people's opinions and them before I care about myself, which is not great. Mm. So no one pick up mm. that habit. But I think in terms of setting boundaries, I in a, in a mental health perspective, um, I really try to let people know when they're crossing a line. Yeah. I think I've gotten a bit better at being like, no, like that actually hurt me. What you said wasn't right. I don't mm. feel appreciated. I don't feel heard. And I don't think that's okay. Yeah. So I feel mm. like I've been yeah. vocalising that. Whether I've been sticking to that um, on a regular basis is something that I need to work on myself. But um, mm. setting boundaries in terms of yourself would definitely always have a positive impact on your mental health at the end of the day. And I've come to realise that. So um, I definitely, you know, it's something I I know I can work on, but setting boundaries is definitely something that is important for everyone. So I think with you as well, um, you are always like there and ready to help other people but it's a very one-sided relationship, like, based on your track record. Like, people emotionally dump on you. Like, do you mm, agree? Yeah. 
Yeah, a hundred percent. I don't so know like, whether it's because people know that I was like, st- I'm studying to become a psychologist, or um, mm-hmm. whether people um, just know that I love to listen. I'm a good listener, so yeah, it sucks that people do do that. Like from an outsider's perspective, I know with Amelia when we first became friends, I think she was just kind of like, "You let people just do this to you all the time? Like yeah. serious?" I think Amelia was shocked and I was like, yeah, like that's my role in this friendship with this person or this person or my family member. I didn't understand it. I would say stuff to you, then I would ask you questions and you would answer the most minimal answer possible. Mm. And I'm like, surely that's not it. Like you can say whatever the hell you want. And it was just Mm. like you were so used to everyone saying what they wanted to say and not having that space for you to say what you wanted to say. Exactly. And I was just, exactly. it just shocked me. And I was like, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think in terms of the emotional dumping and stuff like that, I feel like the reason why I do that, and this is what I believe and I could be wrong, is that if I could take the pain away from someone just by listening and them feeling heard, and if that is a positive contribution to whatever they're experiencing, then I feel like I've done my duty's worth. So mm. With that rhetoric, I feel like by me listening to them and them emotionally dumping, I'm doing my bit in the scenario, even if the scenario doesn't even fucking involve me. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's given me some good skills. Like, to be fair, the only positive to this, and you guys are going (laughs) to laugh, is that it's like practical. It's like when you become a psychologist, you have to do like an accreditation process. And I feel mm, like I've, yeah. got, I've done that for the past, like, four or five years. Like, <laughs> I'm able to understand non-verbal verbal cues and be able to see transference with people and stuff like that. So it's been an eye-opener. But, um, mm. yeah, it's interesting. Mm. I feel like as well, like, you guys, I don't think you let people emotionally dump on you, but I feel like you guys are listeners as well. Mm. Yeah, I love, I love listening to people. I'm very... Yeah curious I must say I like to ask the questions um and I love to hear people's thought process I think what I find very interesting about interacting with people is how they get to their thought process and their emotions behind their thought process and Mm. that always always like intrigues me um but it also shows how introspective some people are but then how self-aware they are as well how how self-aware they are and then also you can uh also like figure out the people who think like the outs like they're they're just recounting the story they're not saying how they were a part of the story and stuff and i picked that up in various people Yes, yeah, when they, they like they give a story, but they're the th- they're the th- they're the third party removed. Yeah, like it's something they've heard through someone else, but they're claiming that it's their own story. Yes, right. Mm. And I just like I I see that with so many different people, and it makes me really curious because I'm someone who is quite like reflective and very introspective, and I mm. wonder like then how do you how do you deal with situations? Like how do you you know, reflect on things when like times are tough and stuff, like any type of situation really where yeah. you really have to think about yourself and your actions and how they affect others and stuff. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. And Carmen, how would you deal with people coming to you with their problems or their emotions? Mm, I feel like I'm more of a listener and like I don't like giving advice because I don't think it's my place. No, mm, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm more of a listener and, like... I think you're more the type of person that is the listener that provides support. You're, the yeah. way you listen and the, you know, nonverbal cues really show that you are supporting that person without having mm. to give advice, which is great. Yeah. And I feel like, like this is why this union works because <laughs> I listen but will give constructive advice to someone. I don't care if they take it or not, but I will give up free psychological help. <laughs> Amelia is more of the prompting the conversation type person yeah. and deconstructing the thought process. And then yeah. Carmen's a listener but will provide support, support. but not yeah. feel the need to intervene or tell someone yeah. what to do, which is great. Yeah. Like well, if yeah, I think about it. If ask for help, I would yeah. give my advice. Yeah. But other than that, I, th- I wouldn't feel like it's my place. If I think about it from like, um, like my perspective, if I'm telling you guys something, Mm. You know, usually, yeah, Layla's the one that's like, you know, here is what, how, or how you should like handle the situation, blah, blah, blah. But Carmen's very good at showing that she's actively listening and that she is there for support mm. and will usually nod her head or stop nodding her head once she disagrees with you. <laughs> In the entirety of the situation, like, I do think that for anyone that's listening, that having those conversations with someone, um, we're not saying that you need to go and emotionally dump on someone because that's not being mindful or Mm. potentially it may be overstepping someone's boundaries, but it is always okay to engage in those conversations and feel that that it's something that will help the person or help yourself in that scenario. So it is important. I think another important thing for us to discuss as well is um, a way to help yourself and help others is to have that mental check-in, right? And when I say that, I don't mean like, do I want to cry today? No, like that, that's <laughs> not what I'm insinuating. Um, also- <laughs> Let me just schedule my alarm for my mental breakdown at 4 p.m. today. <laughs> Amelia, you can't oh talk. God. Yours is scheduled for literally Friday, 3 o'clock every, every week, week in, week out. But- and then you clock off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an app she has on her phone. Um, no, I think having a proper, serious mental check-in with yourself um, week to week, daily, whatever works for you is really important. Um, what mm. they might look like from person to person, it may differ, obviously, but mm. I think it's you, one, acknowledging that um, things, uh, acknowledging your current state of mind, Two, it's acknowledging what, how you are going emotionally. And three, it's giving you time to slow down as well. I think with the hustle and bustle of modern day life, like we're constantly going. Um, and just by having that five minutes to yourself to check in can make all the difference for yourself, essentially. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Yeah. I think having that check in also kind of gives yourself uh people should view it as you know they're prioritizing themselves and it's also a step of personal growth 
Yes, um, definitely. That's how, so. that's, how, mm-hmm. that's how I like to view it. Like if you're able to check in with yourself and understand how you are feeling in the present moment, then really you're actually growing into understanding yourself a lot more. And mm. okay, yes, they may be like negative feelings and negative thoughts, but that's okay because you have registered that that's how you feel. It's taking and that initial step. Exactly. In doing mm. so. And, you know, then you can go, okay, how do I actively either work on this? And I think it's a constant work in progress. It doesn't have to be dealt with right then and there. Um, it's just something that, you know, you gradually learn how to acknowledge it faster and then mm. also how to handle it better. You know, you're not always going to handle yeah. it amazingly and you're not going to be, oh, yeah, you know what, I feel fantastic now. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be yeah. like, a, oh, this is how I feel. Okay, what can I do for myself at this current point in time? Even if it's something small because, yes, I still have – a job to do I still have an assignment to do and stuff like that yeah Yeah. and it's just that little thing and then slowly slowly that little thing builds up into like a you know like an everyday not an everyday thing but just like a a consistent thing that you implement every single time Mm. and especially if those um strategies that you're implementing after you do your monthly check-in um have a positive effect on your well-being it's positive reinforcement for yourself. There's no reason why you wouldn't want to improve and do that more consistently, as mm-hmm. you said, if it's working yeah. in your favour. And you will yeah. never know if it's working in your favour unless you try. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what do you guys say are your little check-ins and how do you guys handle it and deal with it? What's the internal monologue? I want the authentic internal monologue. That's <laughs> your show. You yeah, are I the do. authentic Tonomolo. Okay, ready? Why why do I feel like this? Am I gonna start crying? <laughs> oh, no. Hang on, wait one second. Let me just send a voice memo to the girls. Sends voice memo to the girls. Sends another five voice memos to the girls. Realize <laughs> that it's 7 30 in the morning and that they're probably not awake yet. Wait two hours for them to wake up, for them to acknowledge how I feel. They acknowledge how I feel. I'm like, oh wait, I'm already over it. Q three hours later, I'm not actually over it. Send another three hours. <laughs> you forgot the whole work finishes, uni finishes, FaceTime at night, rediscuss voice memos, rediscuss um, strategies. And, um, yep. Acknowledge spiral. Pray for better days. And there's a prayer circle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and then so- when I pull out my... Um, my voodoo dolls do a ritual and hope for the best mm. rub my rose quartz <laughs> crystal <laughs> <laughs> guys that's actually that's a joke please do not take it seriously <laughs> takes out sage cleanses room fucking mm. burning shit <laughs> lights in sets, sets, sets on fire alarms <laughs> Carmen what's your check in look like I think for me, I try internal to stop monologue. myself from internal monologue. <laughs> and let me just think of a situation. Can you guys give me a scenario where I would need to check in with myself? I can't think right now. You usually, you I feel usually, like I, no, go. You internalize. I feel like you internalize. I, I definitely. And then, 
And then when we FaceTime at night, you're like, actually, yeah, I cried today. We're like, oh, well, you got to tell us? Oh, I was just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I think me is like, it's it's just before I'm about to sleep, 4, 5 a.m. That's when These my brain is like, like this is the most God active. is a zombie or a vampire. I don't know. We open in two days. I'm nocturnal. We're back to normal. I'm nocturnal. And come and store on this nocturnal possum schedule. <laughs> No, I just, I just, I think my brain is more active at night. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just before I, I sleep, like all these things just start coming into my brain and I'm just like, fuck. I'm like, go away. I'm like, go away. Stop. I just don't let it spiral and I try not to most of the time. Um, and then I think I, I kind of just find it a way to either internalize it deal with it myself and then I talk about it like the next day mm. with you guys I, I don't really I'm not the pull out my phone and voice message <laughs> as it's happening two in real time <laughs> kind of person um, um to be fair that's yeah. all accurate because the only time I've seen you act- actually have like a check-in with yourself is like the morning after we've gone out and <laughs> you're hungover <laughs> And you're like, why did I do that to myself? I always take it too far. <laughs> that is the only actual check-in you do with yourself that you verbalise to us concurrently. Oh, That's so that. true. I miss it. God, I can't wait. I can't wait for summer. I told myself I'm, I'm going to be more in control. <laughs> no? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take it too far. I'm going to be more in control. I think our silence we'll speaks volumes. It speaks <laughs> high volumes. You know what my problem is? I self-medicate. <laughs> oh, disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. Mad disclaimer. Put a siren over this. It's, 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 what it's do you mean joke. by that? It's a joke. It's a joke. What she's trying to say is that she does this to herself. The whole intoxication thing is a product of her <laughs> own destruction. It's called not dealing with your problems. I was going to say, I was gonna say that, but I was like, that's not my place to say, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it's like, nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, Carmen likes, to, Carmen likes to internalize and hope that Don Julio fixes it for her. Someone asked her her therapist is. It's Don. <laughs> Last name, Julio. Oh, Jesus, no. <laughs> How old is he? 42. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so bad. It's terrible. That's a joke. <laughs> Disclaimer. Joke. Disclaimer. Not effects, true. <laughs> <laughs> Seek professional help. Don't self-medicate. <laughs> I know that. I know that. Just just be prepared for the summer podcast because that series is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, right. Layla, what do you do to check in with yourself? Go, internal monologue. <laughs> My internal monologue. I don't think I have an internal monologue, to be fair. But mm-hmm. most of the time, my check-in is not like, how are you feeling kind of a thing. It's more of so of like, have I done something for myself today? That's my check-in. Like, have I worked Ooh. out? Because that's how I yeah. like to keep myself balanced. Have that's I? That's very healthy. Yeah. Have I worked out? <laughs> have, have I? My skincare routine. I so I mm. like claim that as like 
my self-care and taking care of myself like have I done my self-care routine like for me that's a mental check to say I've done well have I cleaned Mm -hmm. my space what else but if to be fair if I am emotional which you guys actually haven't really seen before very minor I've seen once or twice I think yeah once or twice I'm not a crier but if I am feeling emotional I normally instead of checking in with myself I let it happen and I let it play out Normally, if I am feeling emotional, however, and I was to check in with myself, it'd be more of a, okay, you are feeling sad. You are allowed to feel sad. Be sad. And then an hour later, like, it's a new incoming notification. And then it's like, you're done being sad. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> that's the internal monologue. Um, so, yeah, that's how I, I feel like myself. you talk about it less than I do. Which is like me, yeah. Maybe I'm just more stable than you. So we're ranking this <laughs> levels of how to know it on day because if we want to talk about the most unstable person here, it's Amelia. <laughs> <gasps> you guys are rude. Excuse me. At least I speak. Here we go. Of my here we go. Process. You, Carmen, internalize. <laughs> Layla has too much toxic masculinity in her to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. It's true. But yeah, that's how we check in. So, note to self this October, check in with yourselves, guys. Let us know, mm. even on our Instagram, what, what your internal monologue is. I feel like that mm. for everyone will be so different and be so interesting to understand and comprehend so yeah 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 I think as well um what's important here is that I think an interim period for all of us I think we can all agree is that with age and experience checking with our mental health and setting boundaries and doing all the right things it is coming to the realization that sometimes we need to assess alongside everything we just discussed how something can serve you yeah Mm. a big question that I think you know everyone should ask themselves is how are you serving you what are Mm. you doing for yourself in order to help yourself and you know understand yourself and better yourself um and it could also be how is your environment serving you if your environment doesn't suit you what are you going to do about it to change it? Um, and it's just a question that can be unpacked into great depth. So my wow. question to you girls is, how are you serving you? So I think for me, it's taking the time in the day to like, or even during the week. Like, I think I like to have like a self-care day um, mm. to just like – I guess not have to worry about like everything and just like do what I want to do, relax. Um, and just like check in on myself. That's kind of what I do most. Um, and then I guess a lot of the times it's like reevaluating your relationships and your, um, to like set boundaries with people to to really make sure the people around you are doing you good. Cause yes, that's really important as well and I think that's what I've 
started doing as well. It's like being able to um, be self-aware about what you want and what you need and then making that happen. <laughs> yeah. In every aspect of your life. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think for mm-hmm. me, I serve myself by ensuring that, um, as Carmen said, like doing things that are that are meaningful and impactful to me and, you know, as I said, like self-care stuff to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. I think for me, um, I serve myself by ensuring that um, people in my life and the things that I'm doing I'm passionate about and the people in my lives are people that I relate to and um, I care about deeply. And I think by doing that and assuring that, you know, my family's great, my friends are great, friends are great, that I feel better about myself and that I'm serving myself in the right way. Amelia? Um, I would say that I allow myself to feel my emotions um, because I feel like in the past when I have tried to minimise them, it just gets worse. Um, But... I just allow myself to feel my emotions. I allow myself to be dramatic sometimes. You know, I'll send some very entertaining voice memos. And <laughs> I think I think just, like, kind of taking the piss out of it and just being able to, like, voice whatever I'm feeling but, like, not really, like, taking it to heart is just my way of just getting through or speaking whatever. into existence as well. Like exactly. Just it out in the mm-hmm. open. Yeah. I'm not asking you guys to fix any of my problems. Most of the time, I just send voice memos and that's it. Like, I just, no, I that's don't want, yeah. yeah. I'm not asking for support. I'm not asking you guys to fix anything. Just simply there to listen to it when you can, whenever you want to. And it's like, I'm just coming to have up. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just your coping mechanism with, yeah, like going through it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but mm. always, always, always have that one day a week for mm. myself and what I want to do. Um, 100%. I need to have that. Otherwise, I crumble. Um, mm. So, yeah. You currently. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also because you're very much introverted, so you need to re- feel or like just yeah regroup with yourself your feelings yeah I think that's very important as well Mm -hmm. Layla's like does not understand (laughs) she's like happy to be out and about but you you just can't stay home this wasn't me previously me is it me in my younger years that wasn't the case I think more so now I'm kind of like yeah I want to go out and do stuff and see too energized I don't know I'm like so tired. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Jesus Christ. I'm tired all the time. The next question in terms of like serving yourself, as Amelia said, was how would you describe your relationship with yourself in one word? Ooh. Mine's well, allow hyphenated word. Hyphenated? Mine's a work in progress. Work hyphen in Hyphen progress. Hyphen progress. Yeah, one word. Yeah. yeah. Um, Layla, what's yours? Um, I think mine would be evolving. I think with each period mm. in my life, like school to like uni to like full time work. 
my circumstance and the environment around me and my friends around me and my thoughts and feelings constantly are evolving. Um, and I'd like to think that's in a constructive and exponential manner. <laughs> mm. Amelia, got that? I can't think of a word. Go think of a sentence then. Fucking hell. I think your word's thoughtful. I think you have a very thoughtful relationship with yourself. Yes. Mm, this I'll is take why that I'm one. here. This is yeah, why I'm exactly. employed. <laughs> yeah. Thoughtful. I think I'm thoughtful in what I do, how I do it, when I do it. I think you're just yeah. a very introspective person. Yeah. It's very fascinating. And thoughts and feelings and mm. running that, mm-hmm. letting it run, letting it run its course is a big part of mm. your relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. So to bring us to the end of this podcast, one question that I would like you all to leave with is how are you serving you? And I want you to ponder on it. I want you to reflect on it and think about what it is that you can do to help yourself more in everyday life. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow our Instagram at In The Interim Podcast and listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And, um, and we will see you in the intro.